Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing great. Good. Enjoying that white chocolate peppermint bark, are you? It's not peppermint. You haven't even had any. No, you haven't. No, there's no peppermint. We got our, uh, well, Tony got the basket from my work for Thanksgiving. We get a nice Thanksgiving basket with all kinds of treats in it. Yes. And someone did not like the peppermint bark initially. It's not peppermint bark. And now she says it's the bomb. Well, it's pretty good. It's white chocolate, though. Everyone knows I don't really like white chocolate, but it is delicious. Well, now everyone knows. No, I've mentioned it before. When they've come out, Yes, when they've come out with the Gideon's white chocolate cookie. I don't don't really listen to you. No, apparently not. I said chocolate's not, uh, white chocolate's not real chocolate. All right. Well, enough about our squabbles. Let's head over to the Disney Parks blog. All right. Um, The very first Frozen Land was opened on this past Thursday at Hong Kong Disneyland. That's right. World of Frozen has opened at Hong Kong Disneyland and Josh Tomorrow and Bob Iger were there. I think it's funny that they took a picture with all of the cast members in the area Mm -hmm. and they just tower over there. Yeah, they are definitely the tallest. There's some bald guy in the back who's also a little bit tall, but yeah. (laughs) Yes, they do in general tower over everyone. Um, The Royal Gates have opened. Uh, There are, and it's opening to the general public on November 20th. There are going to be two attractions, Frozen Ever After, which is uh, a replica of the ride that exists in Epcot in the Norway Pavilion, Mm -hmm. and Wandering Oaken Sliding Sleighs. They also have dining, shopping, and a first-of-its-kind theatrical experience with Anna and Elsa. So great things going on in Hong Kong. I think the interesting thing there is just, you know, the architecture. It's an entire land of that kind of architecture, not just, you know, one little building. Right. um, Which we don't even really have. Even in Epcot, it's like when you go inside, there's sort of the landscape of what it would be like in Arendelle. But even the building is just, uh, you know, retrofitted. Right. So. Yeah, it looks good. It does. I will definitely be watching the internet for some of the first-person ride perspectives on the Wandering Oaken sliding sleighs. Yeah, I don't typically like to watch ride videos because it, like, spoils it and gives it away. But I think it's going to be a little while before we get out to Hong Kong, so it'll be all right. Well, I will watch rides that are in Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a ride that is in Paris because you know, sometimes I think there's a slim chance that we'll get over there. Yeah, yeah. The chances of us of me getting to some of the Asian parks is pretty slim, <laughs> so I will watch the ride videos for those. And speaking of rides... Yes, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind won an award for Outstanding Attraction. That's right. They won the prestigious Thea Award for Outstanding Achievement Attraction in 2024 from uh, Tia. Uh, that is the Themed Entertainment Association. So congratulations to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, nice. The Life Day celebrations begin today, and Star Wars Star Wars fans can get in the festive spirit with some merchandise. You know what I like? What? That they have now found a reason to create merchandise for a non-existent galactic <laughs> holiday. A made-up holiday. Yeah, so if you're a fan of Star Wars and a fan of Life Day, you can get everything from hoodies to fleece throws to tank tops to action figures to ornaments, pins, storybooks, cards, Funko Pops, uh, magazines, lightsabers, and let's not forget... The, the special Life Day Spork. Yeah. Uh, that will be available in the parks until uh, supplies are exhausted. All right. In the most recent episode of the Plan Disney podcast, they talk about the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. That's right. Our friends over at the Plan Disney podcast have put out a beginner's guide 
uh, lets you know all about the candlelight processional, holiday traditions around the world, the holiday kitchens. It's pretty much everything you need to know if you've never been to the International Festival of the Holidays before. And if you've never listened to this show, because we've gone over all those That's things. That's true. And if you've listened to this show, you might want to go and listen to it. You might learn something new, because we don't give you everything. And we don't always give it correctly. That's true. <laughs> But let's let our listeners know that we're not trying to misinform them. No. Sometimes we just skip the details, like any good news organization does. Yes, or just say them wrong, which happens a lot to me. Right. So that wraps up the news from the Disney Parks blog. Let's head on over to Disneyland. Okay. They have finally reopened the Goofy's How to Play yard in Toontown after it being closed for over two weeks for another refurbishment. That's right. They've added uh, some Goofy movie-inspired updates. Uh, the play yard is looking good. They've fixed some of the turf. They've added uh, some new slides. Uh, I, I think it looks pretty good. It's a little, uh, you know, geared towards a younger set. Yep. I don't think I would be doing the slides in there. No, it looks um, like, you know, maybe the six and under crowd. Right. So, uh, you know, if you're going to head over there, it's now open. Yay. The Little Mermaid Ariel's Undersea Adventure at California Adventure has been added to Genie Plus and now has a Lightning Lane queue. That's right. The Lightning Lane queue is open. And because of that, there is a new main entrance for the attraction. And that's going to be over by Seaside Souvenirs. That is where both the Lightning Lane entrance and standby entrance are. If you try to go to what used to be the main entrance, uh, there's a little sign with flounder that tells you to... uh, Flap your fins down to our new entry. (laughs) Cute. That's the only news of note over in Disneyland, so let's pop on over to Walt Disney World. Okay, at the Magic Kingdom, progress on Tiana's Bayou Adventure has been ramping up uh, with some new leaves, moss, and some updated paint that's been added to the exterior of the attraction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you telling me they've added both new leaves and moss since we've last gotten an update? Yeah, I know. Big moves. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, So yes, uh, cast members are adding new green leaves and moss near the attraction's drop. So uh, they've been out on the mountain on the scaffolding. That Uh, uh, green leaf application looks tedious. Yes, it does. You know how many leaves are on each of those trees? (laughs) Uh, They have also given the top of the mountain a new fresh coat of brown paint uh, and some new green paint uh, on the rocks representing the moss. So construction moves along. Awesome. A Candleman figurine has been added to the Haunted Mansion. Now, I know some of you, like Cheryl, may wonder, what is a Candleman? Yeah, I have no idea. So Candleman was a creation of Raleigh Crump. Raleigh Crump is an old-time Imagineer. He actually passed away earlier this year. Mm -hmm. I believe he was like 93. Um, But uh, Candleman was created, it, it's kind of a molten candle looking character. Like a melting thing? Say, yeah, say okay. a, 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 a man made of molten wax. Okay. Uh, and it was going to be when, that was one of his ideas when the Haunted Mansion was originally supposed to be like a museum of the weird and it was mm-hmm. going to be a walkthrough attraction. Okay. So he had created this. Uh, there was actually a prototype that was shown in the background of one of the shows in the 60s when they were talking about the Haunted Mansion. Uh, And it did take a number of years, but Candleman is now a part of the Haunted Mansion, and that is in Florida. Uh, The Candleman is now in the attic scene on a table near the set of armor. He's just, like, standing on a table? Yes. So it's very small um, and, uh, you know, kind of cross a candle with a little, like, action figure. All right. And that's what it looks like. I mean, it seems like this is a silly story, but if you've ridden a lot of these rides over and over again, it's kind of fun to have something new to look for. Mm-hmm. So. And actually, Candleman, I did not know this, Candleman was actually added to the uh, Disneyland version earlier this year. Oh, okay. But not much was made of it. All right. 
The World Discovery Liquid Layer Splash Pad at Epcot has reopened after a three-week refurbishment. That's right. The splash pad now has a new color scheme. It is now different shades of blue. It has been closed, uh, as Cheryl mentioned, for three weeks. Um, the pillars around the attraction are red. Uh, that is the main color of World Discovery. Uh, the blue is just an accent color. So they have repainted and repurposed everything, and it looks pretty good. I know our kids have enjoyed uh, a lot of time there when they were little. Yes, uh, our kids loved that. Cooling off in the water. Yep. You know, with the reimagining of what used to be Future World, uh, they have broken it into three different areas. We have World Discovery, World Celebration, and World Nature. Mm -hmm. Each one of those new worlds or neighborhoods are represented by different colors. World Discovery's main color is red, World Celebrations is blue, and World Nature's is green. So this is all part of the wrap-up of the multi-year-long reimagining of Epcot, right. which should be completed at some point this year when the Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza are completed. That'll be awesome. The Port of Entry, one of the gift shops at the front of World Showcase at Epcot, is set to become a Pandora jewelry store. Oh, no. Um, that is, there has not been an official announcement. However, uh, you can see work underway inside the store going on, uh, as well as some Pandora uh, items being brought in. The new items are supposed to debut today, November 17th. All right. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to be a whole store. It just looks like an area. Yeah. I don't know why it's such a big deal. I mean, it's still going to sell other merch as well. I don't think it is a big deal. I think that uh, our story source was just looking for a story. Looking for some, some sensationalism. Right. I am relieved to see this next story. All right. After being removed in mid-September, the squawking seagull figures are back at the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yay. Woo. So after a two-month hiatus, they're back. They've been refurbed. Uh, their paint has been touched up. The rocks that, on which they stand has been painted. So it's part of the refurbishing of the entire exterior of the Seas building. They also painted the uh, top of the building beige, which is going back to more of its original look from when the pavilion opened in 1986. All right. The Olaf's Frozen Adventure-inspired holiday finale has returned to, for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration at Hollywood Studios. That's right. During the holiday season, it's mostly the same show, but at the end, Olaf joins his friends on the finale and sings snippets of Olaf's Frozen Adventure songs while holiday imagery is displayed on the screen behind him. Cute. New gift cards with pins have been released at Disneyland and Disney World. That's right. These are kind of interesting because they're a gift card and pin combination. So mm -hmm. a lot of times these pins sell for anywhere between $10.99 and, I don't know, $18.99, right. uh, depending upon how big they are. Uh, but these are holiday-inspired pins. There's a series of four. They have a matching gift card with them. Uh, and all it is is the cost of the gift card. It requires $100 to activate. Right. It does not say what the maximum amount you can put on the gift card is. Uh, and there are four cards this year. They're available at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, the first one is Daisy and Donald, uh, and they are in some of their winter outfits. Uh, the second one is Prince Naveen and Tiana. They are in a winter version of their royal regalia. The third one is Mickey and Minnie in their holiday finery. And the last one is Moana and Pua the Pig. Uh, and they're nice. Um, yeah, you know, they are nice. If you're going to buy a $100 gift card anyway, right. you get a bonus pin out of the deal. It makes a nice gift. Now, the question is, if you're buying the gift card for somebody, do you give them the gift card and keep the pin? 
I mean, if you're going to buy them a $100 gift card, I say you just give them the whole thing. But see, the card is actually scored, so you can snap it and take the pin and give them the gift card. You could, but I would be a little upset. If well, then I guess I won't be doing that for you. If it happened to me. The Christmas tree and other holiday decor have been installed at Fort Wilderness. That's right. Not only has the Christmas tree been installed, but they've added garland and wreaths to several buildings and signs around the resort. You know, I think it's a little tough to decorate the uh, campgrounds Mm -hmm. because you have one check-in building, but you usually don't go there. It's not like a hotel lobby. You know, you've got a gift shop that's separate. You've got a food hall that's separate. Right. Um, so what they do is they put the grand Christmas tree in the settlement area of the resort. Uh, and that has all sorts of, uh, you know, ornaments on it. And then they decorate the trading post. They decorate some of the buildings. They decorate the signposts. And I'm um, sure inside the shop is decorated. Right. And, of course, it has all the Christmas merchandise. Right. And they decorate the marina as well. They decorate Pioneer Hall, which is where the Hoopty Doo Review takes place. That has a nice overlay. So just getting the campgrounds in the holiday spirit. And you can't forget the fact that people who have long-term um, spaces there to park their campers and everything decorate their space. Right. They decorate their uh, their pad or whatever right. it is, I, their I campers. The, the maximum length you can rent a campground, is it 30 days? It might be, but people just move over to another one. Right. Rolling planters are making an appearance again, this time at Disney's Boardwalk in front of the Boardwalk to Go kiosk that is the Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs location. That's right. It's it's going to be the Blue Ribbon Corn Dog location. I guess it is the Blue Ribbon Corn Dog location, uh, but they are not yet serving. Uh, the kiosk used to serve funnel cakes, but they've been closed for a while. Uh, back in June of this year, uh, I'm sorry, in July of this year, it was announced that Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs would be moving to Florida. They also have a location in the downtown Disney district out in Disneyland. So, you know, pretty soon you'll be able to get cakes uh, and you'll be able to get corn dogs. I don't know about the, the cakes. That, I don't know. That cake bake shop is still uh, under construction. Well, luckily, the corn dog location is a smaller area and it will be done. Uh, it's expected to be completed later this year. So, okay, we'll uh, see. you know, they've got a month and a half. Right. The first very Merry Time cruise on the Disney Wish uh, sailed right after Halloween. Unfortunately, it wasn't very uh, Christmassy. Are you sure it wasn't a very scary Halloween Merry Time Christmas (laughs) cruise? I know. That was the worst than the last show. Uh, So the Disney Wish, as Cheryl mentioned, they did not have their uh, lobby tree decorated. Uh, The Christmas tree, each of the ships has a lobby uh, Christmas tree in their atrium. They're pretty big. They have a, a lighting ceremony the first night. And uh, the first uh, Very Merry Time cruise was on November 6th, and uh, they did not have the cruise ready in time. I'm sorry, the the tree ready in time for the cruise. Uh, They got it set up well enough that they could have the tree lighting ceremony, but then they took it down immediately and began reconstructing it the next day. I guess they didn't do a very good job the first time. uh, The Disney Wish, unfortunately, even though she's only been around for, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. She has a long history of just not being ready in time for things. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, it could be, it's a it's a new ship, a completely different design. And they have these Christmas, you know, uh, wreaths and trees and all that stuff. But how many times have they actually had to put them up? How well do they know how long it's going to take, when they need to start? You right. know, so I think they're still adjusting to that kind of thing. And maybe they were overzealous when they... Uh, chose what these items were going to be. Right. Maybe it's not doable to get these things up overnight or whatever it is that they have and, to do. And not even overnight on, in terms of the cruise, but uh, 
you know, what happens is the cruise ends and people are getting off and they usually have the lobby ready for when the next guests come on, like, right. which is four hours later, four right. or five hours later. Yeah. So what happened here is normally you enter into the grand hall, your name is announced, the Christmas tree is there. They actually had the construction area roped off um, and guests were sent to the side of the grand hall. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of, you know, disappointing if yeah. you're one of those uh, sailors. Yep. I think, you know, going forward, maybe you have one sailing in between that is, you know, neither a Halloween cruise nor a Christmas cruise. It sounds like they went directly from one to the other. Actually, there was a, there was one sailing. And how do, you, how do you how do you goof make, this up? Oh my gosh! I don't know. I don't have any more excuses for them. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got Cheryl all fired up, <laughs> we'll get into the entertainment section, which I know she loves so much. Uh huh. Uh, we mentioned earlier that Bob Iger was over in Hong Kong for the opening of the new Frozen Land, uh, and during a media event for World of Frozen, he mentioned that not only is Frozen Three being developed, which he stated earlier this year, right. but Frozen Four wow. as well. Uh, so that's kind of a surprise news. Um, it's not actually, it, you know, some people thought that, oh, there's two movies being developed. Maybe it's going to be a two-parter. Right. Um, it's not. They are going to be two separate stories. Okay. And now we're going to jump into some Marvel news. Uh, the trailer for What If Season 2 debuted on YouTube the other day. What If is a series uh, that focuses on what if events were just a little different in the Marvel Universe. Right. Um, and this second season of the series is going to debut on December 22nd. It is nine episodes, and departing from their usual method of releasing stuff, they're going to be releasing an episode a day up All through right. the new year. Okay. So uh, what if season two beginning on January 20, I'm sorry, December 22nd. All right. Uh, also in Marvel News, Avengers Kang Dynasty, which is supposed to be one of the big movies that wraps up phase six, has lost their director. Uh-oh. Uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Uh, he was also the director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. All right. Uh, but he has departed... Uh, as director, this happened on Wednesday afternoon. He has some other projects uh, in line. So, uh, you know, I liked his direction on Shang-Chi. Yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, it was done very well. And, and, you know, they'll have to find a replacement. But there's also some talk that the whole Kang Dynasty thing might not be going well. Uh, because Jonathan Majors, the actor who portrayed Kang, has some court cases going against oh, him right now. And if it doesn't go well, then they're thinking about recasting the villain, perhaps into Doctor Doom. Okay. Uh, speaking of Doctor Doom, mm -hmm. that means Fantastic Four, okay. as, as you know. Oh, yes, I know. As you know, you're mm -hmm. a big fan of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, big fan, Four. big fan. Um, and they've been casting Fantastic Four, and the rumor has it right now that Pedro Pascal, who you know is uh, the Mandalorian, right. uh, is rumored to be cast as Reed Richards. Now, in uh, Doctor Strange, uh, in the last Doctor Strange movie, uh, we saw John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards, right. also known as Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Um, but that is, of course, a multiverse version oh, of I Mr. See. Fantastic. So, okay. uh, we're, so it could be anyone. We're waiting to see if this rumor is true, uh, and that will give us some news as to where the rest of the cast is going once they cast Reed Richards. Okay. All right. And in the Spider-Verse, uh, even though the Spider-Man properties are owned by Sony, we know that they work with Marvel a lot. Um, and they have been slowly developing a Spider-Man universe with the uh, Venom series. They also have a Craven movie coming out. He's a villain. Um, and Madam Web uh, is going to be released in 2024. And they released their first trailer. Uh, Dakota Johnson stars as Cassandra Webb, uh, who has psychic abilities that allow her to see into the spider world. Uh, so that uh, trailer is up on our Facebook page. Okay. 
Do you know who Dakota Johnson's father is? No. Don Johnson from Miami Vice. Oh, all right. All right. So that wraps up Disney news. We're going to head on over to Universal. Universal Orlando Resort has announced their 2023 holiday menus. That's right. The menus have been released for both Universal's Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. Over in Seuss Landing, we got a whole bunch of uh, hot chocolate bombs uh, and some cookies, as well as a Grinch ice cream sandwich. They've got some special Grinch popcorn. Uh, what else do we have? We have a, at the, let's see, Grinch's Heart on a Pillow cookie. This is at the Crescent Moon Bakery. Yeah, Croissant Moon Bakery. Uh, they have a butter pecan Christmas tree, an oatmeal spice bunt cake. Uh, and that's all the special stuff they announced for Universal Islands of Adventure. They don't do the same big, over-the-top, million releases of all these different kinds of treats uh, okay. like they do at Disney World. All right. Over in Universal Studios in Battery Park, at Yule Enjoy, they have a turkey dinner sandwich, a three-cheese grilled cheese, the VLBT, uh, which... Um, this is the same thing. That, I don't know what these things mean. What's a VBLT? Well, it's bacon, lettuce, and tomato with a vegan the pepper v? jack. The vegan pepper it jack? It has bacon on it. Who cares about a <laughs> vegan pepper jack? I just, I don't understand. They also have some chocolate pressed s'mores. And oh, no, the, it's not real bacon. Oh. Smoked tempeh bacon? Gotcha. I don't know what that is, but. Uh, and they have a Mel's Drive-In classic cheeseburger on their holiday menu. All right. Uh, over at Hot Treats, they have the Earl's Salted Caramel Acorn Bomb. Which that's, is a drink. That's pretty cool. It's an acorn-shaped... Um, hot chocolate bomb. Yeah. With salted caramel mini marshmallows. Uh, they also have a s'mores hot chocolate. Uh, speaking of Earl the Squirrel, they have not yet announced the name of his female friend no, this year. what the year. heck? So I'm still betting on Pearl. Uh, they have an eggnog bar where you yes. can get classic eggnogs uh, with booze in them. They also have wine and canned drinks. At Central Park Crepes, you can get a holiday butter... Uh, holiday cookie butter crepe. At the Today Cafe, you can get gingerbread pie, pistachio gateau, peppermint mocha petite cake, a holiday pine cone, and a butter pecan yule log. At the San Francisco Pastry Company, you can get a coquito igloo, cookie butter petite cake, a peppermint mocha petite cake, and a mitten cookie. All right, so they are recycling a few of the things. They are. And at Universal Fresh Eats, you can get a special red mitten cookie. Voodoo Donuts has a penguin donut. Ooh. Uh, which is a raised shell donut with chili peppermint milk and cookie filling made to look like a penguin. Oh, cute. So, yeah, much uh, much less in terms of holiday offerings over in Universal. There's so little that you can try all of that. You could. You could. You know what else you could try? Um, a breakfast with the Grinch. That's right. The Universal Orlando Resort has released the 2023 menu for the Grinch and Friends Breakfast. That is at Universal's Islands of Adventure. And this year it will be held at the Confisco Grill. All right. Uh, because Circus McGurkis is closed. Right. It is available most days from November 17th until December 29th. Bookings are available between 7 a.m. and 9.15 p.m. A.m. A.m. Uh, the cost is $58.99 per adult and $32.99 for children. Uh, that excludes tax. The menu includes, for the table, mini croissants, muffins, Grinch cookies, and Max treats. Uh, the breakfast, you get to select one entree between green eggs and ham, Mayor Augustus biscuits and gravy, Martha May's chicken and waffles, Max's smoked brisket skillet hash, uh, Cindy Lou Who's Belgian waffles, Betty Lou Who's power bowl, and Lulu Who's breakfast sandwich. Nice. Uh, and then they have a standard selection of beverages to choose from. They do also have a menu for little Who's. Uh, which is a little more plain and, uh, you know, stuff the kids like. Right. 
Universal Orlando Resort has officially announced that they're going to celebrate my birthday at both Universal Studios Florida and at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Well, let's get it straight. They're not going to celebrate your birthday. The whole world celebrates my birthday. They're going to celebrate New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. Both parks are going to be open through midnight on December 31st into January 1st. Uh, Their celebrations are going to happen throughout the evening at Music Plaza in Universal Studios, Studios, Florida. Special characters are going to perform, a band is going to perform, and fireworks go off at midnight. Uh, They will announce more details at a later date, but they just wanted people to know that, yes, they will be celebrating New Year's Eve. My birthday. Your birthday. The Mardi Gras float, ride, and dine experience is back again this year during Universal's Mardi Gras. You can experience uh, riding on the parade float and a three-course meal at select restaurants. That's right. This is part of the Universal Mardi Gras International Flavors of Carnival 2024. Uh, It's going to run from February 3rd through April 17th. No, 7th. April 7th, sorry. The float ride and dine experience starts at $84.99, but, but pricing varies by date. If you're a Universal Orlando Pass holder, you can save up to 15%. The participating restaurants are Finnegan's Bar and Grill, Lombardi Seafood Grill, the Cowfish Sushi Burger Bar, and NBC Sports Grill and Brew. All right. Kind of pricey. Ice at Gaylord Palms, which is featuring Charlie Brown Christmas, um, has just opened. It opened today. That's right. Uh, You may know A Charlie Brown Christmas from the 1965 animated TV special. I can't believe that's almost 60 years old. Of course, I can't believe that I'm almost 60 (laughs) years old. Um, But uh, this is the second time Charlie Brown Christmas has been featured. It was part of the show in 2017, and a lot of the scenes return again this year. However, they have changed some of the scenes around, so it's a little different than it was last time. Um, you walk in, if you go to visit this, you walk through a series of rooms that parallel the action that takes place on the show, including Lucy trying to help Charlie Brown shake his holiday blues, Snoopy's lit doghouse, and Linus's meaning of Christmas speech. Uh, and you do get to see the little sad twig tree. Uh-huh. Um, they've also changed oh, the one room where Charlie Brown is the director. The last time Charlie Brown was up high, now he's down low, kind of giving more of a, a Instagram selfie experience with uh, visitors. Um, if you've never been to an ice experience, this is actually a tent that is set up outside of Gaylord Palms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep it at 30 degrees, I believe. They do give you a coat so that you can do it while you are, wear it while you're in there. Okay. For most guests, it takes about a half hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are under no time limit. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. However, 30 degrees is cold for a lot of folks. <laughs> right. Um, they also have some slides in one of the rooms, Ooh. so you can take some ice slide uh, rides. Uh, this uh, adventure experience was created by 35 Chinese artisans with chainsaw and chisels over the past few weeks. And they actually do have one that is set up in the attraction. And he's refurbishing characters or just showing off his skills right. with ice. Okay. Uh, so that is fun to do. That is over at Gaylord Palms, as Cheryl mentioned. Uh, you can get tickets by going to Christmas at GaylordPalms.com. And if you are going to go... Uh, to Gaylord Palms. They also have uh, a merchandise shop for uh, Peanuts merchandise at the exit of the attraction. They have um, an indoor ice tubing area, Mm -hmm. a Cirque Spirit of Christmas stage show, an elf training academy, a holiday escape room, and Lit, which is a light show in the resort's atrium. Okay. 
So what's the cost of that uh, Charlie Brown Christmas ice show at Gaylord Palms? It starts at $32.99 for adults and $24.99 for children. It is tiered pricing, though, so you have to go on their site to see what it would be for the day that you want to visit. All right. And all of those holiday experiences at Gaylord Palms are running through January 3rd. Have you ever wondered, with all that is in Central Florida, how many tourists actually visit the state? Not really. Okay. Well, <laughs> since you've wondered, I'll tell You're you. Right. Okay. Uh, 35 million people traveled to Florida during the third quarter of 2023. Amazingly, that's uh, 1.4% more than the same period last year, Mm -hmm. but 7.9% above the total in 2019, and that was just before COVID-19 began. Yeah, but we saw that even um, as travel agents, the the numbers, because people held off going to Disney World until things came back to, you know, quote unquote, normal. Um, yeah, it's, it's picked up the past two years. It has. Florida has had one point, uh, I'm sorry, 105.2 million visitors from the first nine months of the year. That is up from one point, I'm sorry, 104.478 million, uh, during 2022. Uh, last year, Florida set a full year record of 137.4 million, uh, and they're expected to break that, uh, this year. Uh, Pre-COVID numbers in 2019, it was 131 million visitors. So uh, Florida, obviously a little more popular. Uh, Now that they have lifted the restrictions on international air travelers, that was back on May 11th, they're starting to see an influx of more uh, international folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of the uh, visitors to Florida, 92% are from other parts of the U.S. Right. Okay. I just find those kind of figures amazing sometimes. They are interesting. They are. All right. Well, that's all the news for today. We hope everyone has a great weekend. We're going to be celebrating my birthday on Sunday night because November is, of course, my birthday month. Right. Uh, But uh, we'll be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 